Good evening and welcome to the 27th episode of the soccer scene with myself and Noel O'Connor. Noel, really bright uh, result, if you, for the want of a better term, to discuss. Huge result for 3D United last Friday in the Munster Derby. Gaining some revenge, I suppose, on Cork City. A 2-0 victory in Turner's Cross against the league leaders. A momentous result for, for Tommy Barrett and his side on the evening. Considering going into the tie, Noel, we had fears, obviously, because of the previous displays against Cork. Yeah, and I suppose we did, but we also said that if they got after them, um, which they hadn't done in the previous three games, I would, like we obviously didn't predict that, you know, it was hard to predict that they were going to win. You were kind of half hoping that they might get a point, but listen, they were fantastic on the night. From the first whistle to the last, they totally dominated the game. And uh, I'd say it was the quietest outing for, for Jack Brady, which, which says a lot. Can't recall him after the first three or four minutes even having to make a save. So certainly is a massive um, boost to Treaty and they should get huge momentum out of it. And uh, probably tinged with a bit of regret, say, you know, from the other three games that they didn't um, approach, them, approach them somewhere somewhat similar. Because I did say that Cork played a lot of pretty football, but also I saw them against Wexford a few weeks ago and Wexford, while they lost 1-0, you know, they, they didn't really inspire a huge amount of confidence, a pretty sight to watch, but I, I wasn't quite sure if, if, you know, how they react to maybe playing against a physical team, which Treaty certainly were on um, on Friday night. And, you know, they put them under pressure all over the pitch. They, they crowded the midfield and uh, Cork had no answer on, on the night. Absolutely. And I suppose on the goals, Noel as well, an absolutely fantastic goal from Ben O'Reardon, who recently signed for Cove slotted in at right back, stepped into the middle of the park to intercept that sloppy pass and rifled one in from over 30 yards. Uh, brilliant start for, for Treaty and, and probably unexpected. Shocked Cork, I'd imagine, as well. Then you had the penalty. I suppose in a second question, Noel, what was your view on the penalty? Because I know the Cork commentator was pretty irate if he was, and I feel that Cork commentators are pretty biased on uh, LOI TV, to be honest with you. But I, I felt it probably was a penalty and a poor enough tackle from Hackenden in the box, but uh, Ludden dispatched it fairly well. Yeah, look, and it was a definite penalty. You know, it was a very awkward challenge. Um, you know, we spoke about the, the Cork City squad in general and how many of them would be good enough if they got to the Premier League. Um, I felt that I'm not quite sure what Colin Healy was up to on Friday night. He certainly picked a back four. It was easy to see that, but after that, it was very hard to um, to make out who was playing where outside um, Dylan McGlade on the left, who certainly did well for the first half an hour of the game. Every time I've seen him play, I think he, uh, he, he does quite well. But then you had uh, Louis Britton and you had um, Barry Coffey and Rory Keating. And uh, I didn't know which one of them was playing up front, which one of them was playing on the right or where they were supposed to play. And in the end, you know, they're the particularly with those three, the contribution was, you know, was minimal and they're three very good players. Well, particularly um, Britain and Barry Coffey are, are proven to be very good players. Um, I've seen Rory Keating a few times now and I'm wondering, did Galway know what they were doing when they when they let him off at, uh, at the end of last season? Because Barr scoring goals in matches where Cork might be a couple of goals up um, certainly hasn't done a whole lot. And he had a great chance to actually put Cork ahead in the first three or four minutes and he kind of inexplicably fell, fell over himself about uh, about six yards out. So um, I, I just felt that Cork maybe were a bit too cocky, if you like, or underestimated 
treaty and if you looked at the treaty form in fairness it was pretty good outside the the Waterford game they had won four games and uh, you know we were talking about that problem they had in midfield and certainly with Mark Walsh coming back and releasing Colin McNamara back into the middle um, made a huge difference there and I thought in fairness to Lee David he played well as well you know so you know that just that one change you know seemed to make a massive difference to them but listen they were just um, in a different zone totally to Cork and uh, they probably could have won by more. Yeah you brought me on to that point Noel that I was going to bring to you Callum McNamara freed up back into midfield. It's something we've discussed in great detail over the last maybe three weeks and, and what they could do in midfield. And as you said, I know that Tommy mentioned it in his interview afterwards about Lee Devitt's performance. You know, people might say we were being critical of Lee Devitt. It wasn't so much Lee Devitt in, in an individual term. It was maybe was himself and Joe Collins maybe not right for each other. When Callum Mac- when McNamara excuse me, went back in there the other night, Lee Devitt's performance upped a lot. Do you think that was a, a big reason for it? I think it possibly is. Um... In fairness, it's we might have to see them play a couple of games together just to see you know how it goes. But uh, and and Tommy was right; he kind of sat in Callum McNamara a little bit in front of the back four at the start. Now, as the game went on and as the Cork threat, if you like, got less and less, I saw Callum McNamara, you know, venture further up the pitch. But uh, Lus, it was hard to pick out a bad performance. Really, I thought everyone would treat played well, you know, particularly in the first half, the way they were set up. Willie Armshaw, you know, uh, he, he did a lot of running and he linked up very well with Success Erdogan. You know, they worked really hard. They showed that running ability and um, they kept that Cork defence honest as well and got Treaty up the pitch, say, you know, when they had soaked up a bit of pressure. But uh, listen, overall, it was a great performance and um, that looks like a really, really good settled team now. And if, if they all can stay well, and you know, with Jack Lynch, Maybe in the mix in another week or two. I think it's important that you know they stick to that eleven and uh, let them build a bit of momentum from here on in because they certainly have the bit between their uh, their teeth now. Yeah, success. Erdogan was picked ahead of Enda Carnall, who would be Treaty's top scorer. I know that's something you said. May Tommy may pl- play with that idea because of the threat in behind and maybe trying to occupy those Cork defenders. You mentioned it there again. What did you make, I suppose, of his performance overall? And and I suppose you probably think that it was a very good call from Tommy, considering you did mute it before, before the game, that that could happen. No, I think it was, and I think he got it right. And uh, look, all players have different qualities. It doesn't mean straight away that success is, you know, a better player than Ender or Kern. We know how good he is. We, you know, we've seen his goals, but just a different kind of player. You know, I, I said it the week before, I thought that, he didn't fancy it against Waterford too much because, you know, there was a lot of running off the ball and a lot of hard graft, if you like, to be done. It's not everybody's cup of tea and it certainly is a success Erdogan and that's exactly what um, Treaty needed. They needed a hard-running striker up top, you know, that it just do those hard yards and they're so important, particularly when you're away from home and you're looking for something and look, it all worked out really well. But uh, Tommy got his selections um, spot on on, on on Friday night. And do you think, Noel, that this result, in comparison with the other results, gives uh, credit to Tommy's assertion that, you know, Treaty may have been burnt out going into the Cork games in previous games because they played against the likes of Galway just three days before it and they were much fresher going into the game and obviously able to put their stamp on it more on Friday last week? No, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that, and particularly the games that we saw, because it wasn't, say, that 
Treaty played well maybe for 60 or 70 minutes in those games and then ran, ran out of steam, which is what you do. Like if, um, you know, fatigue doesn't hit you in the first 10 minutes or 15 minutes of a game, it hits you in the last 15 minutes of the game. And, you know, the, the disappointing thing for those games, particularly the two home ones, if I can remember them, was that Cork were out of sight after about 25 minutes. And um, I'm sure, like, looking back, there'll certainly be a tinge of regret you know, that maybe there wasn't a different approach to those games. But look, you can't change what happened, you know, in the past. And they certainly got it right on Friday night and also proved the point maybe that this Cork team isn't the all singing and all dancing team that uh, everyone thought they were. Absolutely. It was a great night. And in the context of the overall playoff race, Noel, it was absolutely huge as well because Wexford drew with Cove Ramblers and now puts Treaty four points ahead of them with seven games remaining. I know they have to play Wexford in that series, so obviously it's far far from over this race, but it was a very pivotal night. No, I think it was, and, you know, you have a couple of results there, you know, in that four points, and, you know, the games are running out, and something that Treaty hadn't done, obviously, was to get three points against Cork, so, you know, you'll be looking at the other games, and Tommy's right to say that, you know, every game is a difficult game, and, you know, the Cove-Wexford one with the Shane Keegan intrigue thrown into that as well. I'm sure Wexford, you know, were quite disappointed to to drop the two points there, but they have to keep their eye on the ball now, Treaty, and make sure that they don't make the same slip up. But look, it looks to, looks like it's going to go down to the last couple of games either way. Um, it's interesting to see how Waterford have, have, have picked up now. And another point I would make, like Waterford seemed to do their homework very well on Treaty in that they pinned uh, the Treaty, both the Treaty fullbacks back in their own edge of the box nearly last week and kept them very busy. And uh, I would have said before that, particularly when Jack Lynch is playing, a lot of the, the treaty attacks start from both their fullbacks with Mark Ludden and Jack Lynch. And uh, it seemed that Cork didn't, you know, didn't really heed that lesson. And they gave both the fullbacks, you know, the license to run into their half on the ball. I mean, all they did was Ben O'Reardon was retreat and retreat and retreat. And, you know, he took his opportunity and scored a scorcher of a goal. Yeah, absolutely. I know that, you know, Treaty will be looking to build on that, Noel, no, because they've only had the one defeat, obviously, in the midst of, of five victories and six. So they're in, in great form going into the Atlone Town encounter, which comes this Friday night at, at Lizzie Woolen. Atlone are obviously the basement side, Noel, in the division, but we do know they've given Treaty very close games this season, to be fair. And obviously Treaty had to score very late through Stephen Christopher on their last visit at Atlone to, to snatch a draw. Do you think that you know that result will be on the mind of Treaty in terms of how they set their game plan for for playing on this you know astroturf pitch and and you know their focus on the game? I think really what happened last Friday will have a bigger bearing. Um, I think they'll have the bit between their teeth now. Um, they look a much stronger side than they were in those couple of weeks. Uh, around that time they got the late equaliser against that loan. Um, hopefully everyone came out of the game well and. Friday night, and you've Mark uh, Walsh now with you know with a game under his belt, and it's hard it's hard to believe that they can't go there you know with the right attitude again and and not not collect the or and not collect three points and shouldn't really be troubled if their attitude is right and and they're and they're focused and they get out and do the job you know with that eleven on the pitch and the likes of Ender Curran to come off the bench as well so. Um, it's hard to see him not picking up the three points on Friday night. Yeah, there is huge competition, obviously, in the squad. Noel, you've mentioned it though a couple of times, and I'd probably agree with you that 
after a performance like that in, in a monster derby, there's no change in that 11, I'd imagine, unless it's forced for Tommy Barrett. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's important, like, you know, because you need to reward it as well. And uh, you're getting to the real business end of, of the season where momentum is huge. I think we spoke about momentum last year and how important it was. And, you know, in fairness to Treaty, they've, they've hung in there and, you know, they've had a few stuttering times where they've gone a few games, you know, without results. And they've been there, thereabouts. But certainly now they seem to be pitching into the right kind of form with, the, with the seven or eight games to go. And it's important that you keep the bit between your teeth and don't let that... Uh, momentum slip out of your grasp. Yeah, Treaty have been in the playoff places, Noel, virtually from the start, obviously. I know that, you know, they've been in fifth place for the majority of the season. But, you know, as you said there, it seems like this is their best patch of the season. You know, you're going into the final stretch. And, you know, even judging by maybe the championship in England and League One, that if you can build up that momentum, you know, stranger things have happened than a, than a full run if you get to the playoffs. Absolutely, you know, because... I think, you know, and it was a bit typical maybe last year where they they made the playoffs with three or four games to go and there was a bit of chopping and changing with the team, you know, kind of mining fellas, which was, you know, which was fair enough. But the context this year may be that they have to play their best team every single week right to that very last day, you know, and when it's in doubt and you get it at the very end, well, then, you know, that builds its own momentum as well. And, you know, they won't fear any team in that playoff um, if they get in that way, which... Looks like that is the way that they are going to get in. Yeah, certainly, because outside of Galway, who they have run close in a couple of games as well, they, they've beaten all those teams <laughs> so far this season, uh, to be fair. On a final note, Noel, the club have obviously appointed John McLean today as the new academy director. Uh, I have to admit myself, I don't know much about uh, John McLean. I know he's replacing Shane Keegan now uh, going forward. Um, you know, it's a difficult one for yourself as well, I suppose. What, what do you make of the appointment? I suppose, look, at least, you know, you needed someone in there, it's, it's fair to say, because it's been a few weeks since Shane Keegan's departure. Um, I actually was the first I heard of it is, is that you mentioned it there. So I don't actually know anything about the chap. I'm, I'm not sure who he is, but I'm sure I'll, I'll find out in, in the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that we have plenty to discuss with next week as well. After this, that loan game, we'll be looking forward to an FAI Cup clash uh, after that as well for, for 3D United and in the form they're going into that game against Maynooth. Hopefully, we'll be looking forward to a quarterfinal clash, not to put the jinx or the hex on them uh, before that encounter. We don't want to be taking that lightly, but no one will be listening to me anyway, it's fair to say. Um, thanks once again, obviously, to, to Noel for, for joining us again this evening, and we hope you join us for the 28th episode of The Soccer Scene next week. <laughs>